Hello everyone, this is Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, the weekly podcast for anyone currently experiencing trauma, pain, shame, guilt, anger, and wants to eradicate these negative emotions. I'm your host, Grace Opa. I'm a survivor of domestic violence. Welcome listeners to another thought-provoking episode on Rising Above Shadows of Abuse. Abuse is when someone causes harm or distress. It is the improper usage or treatment of a thing to wrongfully or improperly gain benefit. It is also defined as treating someone or a person with violence, cruelty, harm or force. It's never all the fault of the person being abused. Abuse can take different forms. It ranges from disrespect, causing physical or mental pain to someone. The different types of abuse are physical abuse, domestic violence, sexual abuse, psychological or emotional abuse, financial or material abuse, modern slavery, discriminatory abuse, spiritual abuse, organizational or institutional abuse, cultural or identity abuse, social abuse. Physical abuse is intentional bodily injury or trauma to another person or animal. Physical abuse in a relationship often starts when someone uses a part of their body or an object to control a person's actions. It also gradually increases into slap, push, kick, hitting, beating, and it becomes progressively worse as time goes on. Sexual abuse, any unwanted sexual contact. Sexual abuse can be a form of physical abuse and non-physical abuse. It can involve rape or other forced sexual acts or withholding or using sex as a weapon. An abusive partner might use sex as a means to judge their partner and assign a value. In other words, criticizing and saying that someone isn't good enough at sex or that sex is the only thing they're good for. Sex can be loaded with emotional and cultural implication. There are many ways that the feeling around it can be uniquely used for power and control. It wasn't until 1993 that material rape was illegal in all states. Some people might think sex is something a partner is entitled to and not recognizes as a larger pattern of power and control. Sexual abuse is also molestation. It is often perpetrated using force. It can also be referred to as any action that pressurizes or coerces someone to do something sexually they don't want to. It can refer to a behavior that impacts a person's ability to control their sexual activity or the circumstances in which sexual activity occurs, including oral sex, rape, or restricting access to birth control and condoms. Some examples of sexual assault or abuse are 
unwanted kissing or touching, unwanted rough or violent sexual activity, rape or attempted rape, refusing to use condoms or restricting someone's access to birth control, keeping someone from protecting themselves from sexually transmitted infections, STIs or STDs, sexual contact with someone who is very drunk, drugged, unconscious or otherwise unable to give a clear and informed yes or no, threatening or pressurizing someone into unwanted sexual activity. We should always keep in mind everyone has the right to decide what they do or don't want to do sexually. Not all sexual assaults are violent attacks. Most victims of sexual assaults know the assailant. Both men and women can be perpetrators of sexual abuse. Men and women can be victims of sexual abuse. Sexual abuse can occur in same-sex and opposite-sex relationships. Sexual abuse can occur between two people who have been sexual with each other before, including people who are married or dating. What do you do if you've been sexually assaulted? First, get to a place of safety, away from the attacker. You may be scared, angry and confused, but remember the abuse was not your fault. Always contact someone you trust. Oftentimes, people feel fear, guilt, anger, shame, shock after they've been sexually assaulted. Having someone to support you as you deal with these emotions can make a very huge difference. It may be helpful to speak with a counsellor or a therapist, someone at a sexual assault hotline or a support group. You should always inform the police. Also go to an emergency room or health clinic. This is very important for you to seek health care as soon as you can after being assaulted. You will be treated for any injuries and often medications is given to help prevent pregnancy and STDs or STIs. If you decide to go to the police station to report the sexual assault, do not alter or destroy any evidence. This means don't shower, wash your hair or body, comb your hair or change your clothing, even if this is hard to do. If you're nervous about going to the police station, it may help to bring a friend or a relative with you. There may also be a sexual assault advocate in your area who can assist you and answer questions on your behalf. Emotional abuse is controlling another individual by using emotions to criticize, embarrass, blame, shame or otherwise manipulate the individual. In general, 
A relationship is emotionally abusive when a consistent pattern of abusive words, language, bullying behaviors that wears down an individual's self-esteem and undermines or affects the mental well-being. It is one of the hardest forms of abuse to recognize. It is often overt, manipulative, subtle, and insidious. If care is not taken, the person begins to doubt their perceptions and reality, often referred to as gaslighting. It chips away the victim's self-esteem. The goal of the perpetrator is to control the victim by isolating, discrediting, and silencing. Oftentimes, the victims feel trapped, too wounded to endure such relationships any longer, but are too afraid to leave, thus making it a repetitive cycle until something is done. Signs that you may be in an emotionally abusive relationship. Keep in mind that even if your partner only does a handful of these things, you are still in an emotionally abusive relationship. If you feel wounded, frustrated, confused, misunderstood, depressed, anxious or worthless anytime you interact, chances are that your relationship is emotionally abusive. Emotionally abusive people display unrealistic expectations. These include making unreasonable demands of your time, expecting you to put everything aside and meet their needs, being dissatisfied no matter how hard you try or how much you give, criticizing you for not completing tasks according to their standards. Expecting you to share their opinions, that is, you are not permitted to have a different opinion. They invalidate you. For example, undermining, dismissing or distorting your perception or your reality. Refusing to accept your feelings by trying to define how you should feel. Requiring you to explain how you feel over and over again. Accuse you of being too sensitive, emotional or crazy. They create chaos, starting arguments for the sake of arguing, making confusing and contradictory statements, sometimes called crazy-making, have drastic mood changes or sudden emotional outbursts. They also behave erratically and unpredictably, making you feel like you're walking on eggshells. They use emotional blackmail manipulating and controlling you by making you feel guilty, humiliating you in public or in private, using fears, values, compassion or other hot buttons to control you or the situation, exaggerating your flaws or pointing them out in order to deflect attention or to avoid taking responsibility for their poor choices or mistakes, denying that an event took place or lying about it, punishing you by withholding affection or giving you the silent treatment. They act superior or feel entitled. They make you feel inferior, blaming you for their mistakes and shortcomings, doubting everything you say and attempting to prove you wrong, making jokes at your expense, telling you that your opinions, ideas, values and thoughts are stupid, illogical or do not make sense. They are often condescending, sarcastic, control and isolate you. They can monitor you digitally, 
including text messages, your social media, your emails, accusing you of cheating and being jealous of outside relationship. They might demand to know where you've been at all times. Criticizing or making fun of your friends, family and co-workers. Using jealousy or envy as a sign of love and to keep you from being with others. Coercing you into spending all of your time together. Controlling your finances. They can also isolate you from your family and friends. They can call you names. If emotional abuse is severe and ongoing, a victim may lose their entire sense of self, sometimes without a single mark or bruise. Instead, the wounds are invisible to others, hidden in the self-doubt, worthlessness, and self-loathing the victim feels. In fact, they feel useless. Tips for dealing with emotional abuse. Make yourself a priority. Don't please anyone abusing you. Take care of your needs. Do something that will help you think positively and affirm who you are. Get adequate rest and eat healthily. Self-care helps you deal with day-to-day stresses of emotional abuse. Establish boundaries. Tell your abuser not to call you names, yell at you, insult or be rude to you. Tell them what will happen if they refuse to comply. For example, refuse to continue the conversation. Always follow through on your boundaries. Don't blame yourself. You can't fix an abuser. Avoid engaging with an abusive person. Don't try to give them an explanation to soothe their feelings or apologize for things you did not do. Build a support network. Speak up to get help or assistance. Talk to trusted family members, friends, neighbors, colleagues, or a counselor. Spend time with people who love and support you. Financial, economic, or material abuse. Abuse is about power and control. A perpetrator can use any means necessary to maintain that control. And it includes finances, whether it is controlling all of the budgeting in the household and not letting the survivor have access to their own bank accounts or spending money, or opening credit cards and running up debts in the survivor's name, or simply not letting the survivor have a job and end their own money. This type of abuse is often a big reason why someone is unable to leave an abusive relationship. Many of the survivors have problems with their credit because of an abuser's past behavior. A bad credit history can affect your ability to get an apartment, a job, a car loan, and any number of other things necessary for self-sufficiency. An abuser that controls the economic resources of their intimate partner diminishes the victim's or intimate partner's capacity to support themselves and thereby forcing them to depend on the perpetrator financially. It can also be the illegal or unauthorized use of a person's property, money, pension book or other valuables, including changing the person's will to name the abuser as their heir. They fraudulently obtain power of attorney, followed by deprivation of money or other property, or by eviction from own home. Financial abuse applies to both elder abuse and domestic violence.
A key distinction between economic abuse and financial abuse is that economic abuse also includes the control of someone's present or future earning potential by preventing them from obtaining a job or education. The perpetrator also can prevent you from keeping the login details, bank cards or PIN numbers for your joint accounts so you cannot access the account. They can ask you to account for every penny you spend. They can steal, damage or destroy your possessions. They can prevent you from spending any money you own. They make significant financial decisions without you. They might place debts in your name. They can withhold child maintenance payments. They can initiate expensive post-separation legal battles, knowing you can't afford to fight or will bankrupt you. Always have a strong support network and make sure you're self-sufficient. Cultural Identity Abuse Cultural abuse happens when abusers use aspects of a victim's particular cultural identity to inflict suffering or as a means of control. Not letting someone observe the dietary or dress customs of their faith, using racial slurs, threatening to out someone as LGBT if their friends and family don't know, or isolating someone who doesn't speak the dominant language where they live, all of these are examples of cultural or identity abuse. An abuser can use aspects of your identity, spirituality, culture to inflict suffering or as a means of control. Like all types of abuse, it can be inflicted through a variety of ways, but commonly it includes belittling the victim's spiritual or cultural worth beliefs or practices, violating or preventing the victim's spiritual or cultural practices, denying the victim access to their spiritual or cultural community, causing the victim to transgress spiritual or cultural obligations or prohibitions, forcing on the victim spiritual or cultural beliefs and practices that are in conflict with their own, manipulating spiritual readings and practices to justify abuse misusing the traditional practices and expectations of the spiritual or cultural community to which the victim belongs as a means of normalizing or suppressing the abusive behaviors, silencing the victim or preventing the victim from seeking support and help. Examples are telling someone that they are not good enough or their culture is rubbish, not allowing someone to keep the dietary practices of their culture for example, halal or koshner, denouncing the religious, spiritual or cultural practices as being useless or stupid, preventing someone from wearing clothing prescribed by their culture or spiritual practices, citing religious texts as a means to remind the abuser of God's disapproval of divorce, always seek support or report to the appropriate authorities, have secured support network. Social abuse is a behavior that aims to cut you off from your community or society. It can also involve attempts to harm your relationships or reputation. It cuts you off your family, friends, neighbors, and colleagues. 
It can also involve a person or people trying to damage your relationships with others. People who are socially abusive may also attempt to make you look bad or ruin your reputation. Social abuse can include things done in the home, in public, over the phone, or on the internet and social media. There may be a pattern to the behavior that happens again and again. Sometimes other types of abuse are going on at the same time. It can be used to scare and control you if you are in a domestic violence situation. Social abuse includes stopping you from seeing friends, family or other people, not allowing you to go outside your home or accommodation facilities. They stop you from participating in social and community activities. The perpetrator needs to know everywhere you have been or are going. The perpetrator wants to know everyone you have seen or are planning to see. The abuser checks or interferes with your mail, phone, email or social media platforms, sharing private photos or videos of you online without your permission. They use social media or the internet to spread lies or damage your reputation by giving false information. They tell lies about you to your friends and family, trying to turn others against you. They deliberately do things to make you miss appointments, meetings, or events. They deliberately make you look bad or embarrass you in front of others. They restrict access to your car or other forms of transport or mobility aids or wheelchair. Social abuse can be a form of domestic or family violence. Always seek for support. Discriminatory abuse focuses on a difference or perceived difference. This may involve race, gender, disability or any of the protected characteristics of the Equality Act. Examples of discriminatory abuse involves harassments, slurs or similar treatment based on the difference or perceived difference. Discriminatory abuse can also be seen as unequal treatment of an individual based on their age, gender and disability, marriage and civil partnership or reassignment. It is someone picking on you or treats you unfairly because something about you is different. This can include unfair or less favorable treatment. Signs of discriminatory abuse are unequal treatment due to race, gender, religion, age, sexuality or disability. Verbal abuse, inappropriate language, slurs, Harassment and deliberate exclusion. Denial of basic human and civil rights. Failure to meet and take into account religious and cultural needs of an individual. Racist graffiti or bringing racial material, magazines, leaflets into the vulnerable individual's home. Lack of choice. Lack of privacy and dignity. Lack of personal belongings. Use of punishment like withholding food and drink, tendency for withdrawal and isolation, expression of anger or frustration or fear and anxiety, lack of disabled access, 
being refused access to services or being excluded inappropriately. Unequal treatment based on disability, gender reassignment, marriage and civil partnership, pregnancy and maternity, race, religion and belief, sex or sexual orientation. This is known as the Protected Characteristics Under Equality Act 2010. Verbal abuse, derogatory remarks or inappropriate use of language related to protected characteristics. Denying access to communication aids, not allowing access to an interpreter, signer or lip reader. Harassment or deliberate exclusion on the grounds of a protected characteristic. Denying basic rights to health care, education, employment and criminal justice relating to a protected characteristic. Substandard service provision relating to a protected characteristic. The person appears withdrawn and isolated. The support on offer does not take account of the person's individual needs in terms of a protected characteristic. Always report the abuse to a professional or a safeguarding agency. Organizational or institutional abuse is maltreatment of people, typically in their workplace, brought about by poor or inadequate care, lack of support or systematic poor practice that affects the whole care setting or workplace. It is often a repeated incident or an ongoing maltreatment. Sometimes there can be more than one abuser involved and many individuals might be abused, not realizing what is happening to others in the same institution. Examples of institutional or organizational abuse include inappropriate confinement or restraint, disrespecting a person or group's right to independence, dignity or choice, Inappropriate assertion of power control, physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse. These are just some few examples that individuals or a group may experience. They vary in levels. Institutional abuse can take place outside of the home. It could be in the church, school, workplace, sports club or leisure center, prison or a care home. Often, the abuse is committed by someone working in that particular setting, using their position of power to abuse those who are vulnerable or less privileged. The singular cause of organizational or institutional abuse is as a result of inadequate staff training, poor supervision, a lack of or weak communication, a culture which discourages visitors or new ideas and management styles, a lack of or inadequate support from management. In some cases, institutional abuse can span years or even decades because of a damaging culture where abuse has been ignored, overlooked or covered up to protect the reputation of the institution. In recent years, many cases of abuse in well-known schools, religious institutions and care homes have been exposed. Institutional or organizational abuse 
takes place behind closed doors and it's not easy to spot the signs of this abuse. Some things to look out for include an unsafe, unsanitary or overcrowded setting, a regimented and strict routine, e.g. meal times, toilet times, isolation or withdrawal from a community or family, individuals not being treated with respect and dignity, no respect for religious or cultural beliefs and customs, adults being treated as though they were children, inconsistent and casual decision-making by staff members and or the organization. Always report this sort of abuse to the appropriate authorities. Always seek help. Domestic violence or domestic abuse is violence committed by someone in the victim's domestic circle. This includes partners and ex-partners, immediate family members, other relatives, family and friends. The term domestic violence is used when there is a close relationship between the offender and the victim. Domestic abuse is also called domestic violence or intimate partner violence. It is a pattern of behavior in any relationship that is used to gain or maintain power and cohesive control over an intimate partner. Abuse is physical, sexual, emotional, economic or psychological actions or threats of action that influence another person. The aim of, the, of this behavior is to frighten, intimidate, terrorize, manipulate, hurt, humiliate, blame, injure or wound someone. Domestic abuse can happen to anyone of any race, age, sexual orientation, religion, gender. It can occur within a range of relationships, including couples who are married, living together or dating. Domestic violence affects people of all socioeconomic backgrounds and educational levels. Victims of domestic abuse may also include the child or other relative or any other household member. It is often manifested as a pattern of abusive behavior towards an intimate partner in a dating or family relationship. The abuser exerts power and control over the victim. Domestic abuse can also be economic, sexual in nature. The signs of domestic abuse are treat you roughly, grab, push, pinch, shove, hit or beat you up. Use intimidation or threats to gain compliance. Use drugs or alcohol as an excuse for saying hurtful things or abusing you. Blame you for how they feel or act. Pressure you sexually for things you aren't ready for. Make you feel like there is no way out of the relationship. Prevent you from doing things you want, like spending time with friends and family. Try to keep you from leaving after a fight or leave you somewhere after a fight to teach you a lesson. You might sometimes feel scared. Sometimes you might believe you can help your partner change if only you change something about yourself. No one deserves to be abused. The abuse is not your fault. You are not alone. Contact a refuge. Contact professionals or the police if you're going through domestic violence.
and also contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline. The UK's government definition of domestic violence is any incident or pattern of incidents of controlling, coercive, threatening behavior, violence or abuse between those aged 16 or over who are or have been intimate partners or family members, regardless of gender or sexuality. The abuse can encompass but is not limited to psychological, physical, sexual, financial and emotional. Domestic abuse can take different forms, including physical abuse, sexual abuse, financial abuse, cohesive control and gaslighting, emotional abuse, digital and online abuse, honor-based violence, forced marriage, female genital mutilation, FGM. You can get help from the support line on 0808-1689-111 or start a live chat at any time. You can also get support from the Victim Support Helpline. Independent domestic violence advocates can also help you out because they are specialists in this area. A 10-week online program for women who have experienced domestic abuse is available. In conclusion, abuse is not your fault. Always seek professional help. Speak up and speak out. If you've enjoyed this episode, kindly subscribe, leave a review and comment. See you on the next episode. Bye for now. For more Rising Above Shadows of Abuse news, head to our Instagram.com page or YouTube.com page forward slash Rising Above Shadows of Abuse. And our email address is Rising Above Shadows of Abuse at gmail.com to interact with us. See you soon.